This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another Wednesday night in the books. You're on the Wrestling Inc. podcast for October 21st. I'm your host, Justin Labar, alongside the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Hello, Matt. Hello. And the real Sam Adonis. Hola, Sam. What's going on, man? How are you? Good to have you here. All right, guys. We've got uh, two shows once again head-to-head here. Uh, both nights uh, headlined by tag team action. So we'll get to that when we get to it. And I will say both shows I thought were, were worthy. So we'll do AEW first. But I think NXT, definitely some stuff that's worth talking about. So stick around but uh we start right off we got the aew tournament going on the gimmick here is that the finals of the tournament will take place at the next pay-per-view full gear and the winner gets a future aew world title shot so this is a first round match it's wardlow up against jungle boy this was very big man little man wardlow giving him everything jungle boy just keeps persisting wardlow's face is all frustrated i thought we were gonna get like a one two three kid moment here for a second but at last the right thing happened in my opinion wardlow uh just overpowers him and gets the victory Yes, I didn't think they'd give it to Wardlow. I really didn't because the booking of him has not been fantastic, right? Um, they put him in matches with other big guys for him to lose. Um, this was good. This, this, this. I was happy to see this outcome, and I love Jungle Boy. Not against him, but he's that proverbial underneath baby face. He's always going to be over. He's going to be a big star. Yeah, Sam. I, th- I mean, this was this was a good, just simple uh, tale as old as time, right here. I thought it was great. I think it was nice to actually see Wardlow do what he does, which is uh, you know not exactly the norm right now. So uh, him having a few minutes to show off his in-ring skills is definitely cool. Dollar uh, ninety-nine. I am error. So Sam had breakfast with the whole AEW match. Uh, I think we we, we we have had breakfast with Wardlow. I don't know about Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I, do you guys know my Postmates? Uh, okay, I'm Jungle sorry, Boy. Guys. I don't know him. Give me no, one second. I've never met him either. I've never um, met him either. Mute, mute Sam here. Um, yeah, this was good. I, I really did. I had a moment. This, is, I guess, it's good. I thought that they were gonna have Jungle Boy pull it out, and and but you know what, Matt? You said you're right. On TV, it's been kind of like you know with what they've done with Wardlow, but I guess because he's had a lot of matches on Dark, they said it somewhere tonight. This is actually like his ninth win in a row, apparently. Good. So okay. yeah, I love that. I love hearing that. Good. So he is, I guess. Uh, stringing some some together here. Uh, so Wardlow's going to go on. He, he Wardlow's going to go on. He's going to face the winner of a match that we would see later, which is uh, Hangman think, Page. Real quick, real quick, fans, what do you think of Blair Witch Project going on over here right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I, I had a I had a Postmates delivery coming to my house that I forgot about. It's been that long. I'm so I, ancient. What does that even mean? Was I mean you you order supplies online and it gets delivered to your house and it usually takes about an hour to get there. And honestly, uh, what I kind of supplies? Even, 
right, household cleaning. This one was dog food for my new puppy. So Aww. it's uh, it gets delivered. And a new puppy. We're getting a new puppy next weekend. Got a brand new shit too, dude. I'm loving it. But like I said to Justin before we got on the air, I am uh, lacking sleep because he is a feisty little guy. Oh, damn, man. <laughs> to which I told Sam, wait, wait until you have kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Warlow's going to take on the winner of Cole Caban and Hangman Page, which we'll get that uh, here in a little bit. <clears throat> uh, they show some footage of Eddie Kingston and, and his feud with Moxley. Of course, they're building that for AEW full gear kind of having to do it quickly. Cause uh, you know, it, it, this kind of, it, this is being kind of happened. This is all coming together real quick. So they're really having to elevate and, and put some yeah. extra fuel in the fire to make this hot. Um, and it's going to be an I quit match, by the way, that's what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. All right. We got Kenny Omega. This is another tournament match. Uh, this is the opposite side of the bracket. Kenny Omega up against Sonny kiss, big old inch video package, voiceover girls out there dancing with the brooms. Yep. Kenny comes out from the other tunnel, uh, cleaner, uh, he out, new music, serious, no no smiling, no laughing around, and beats Sonny Kiss in I, less than 30 seconds, I believe. Uh, so a definitive Kenny Omega win. This was a, this was a good showing. Uh, this was a nice awesome. reason. This is the best showing. I, I know he had great matches with Pac. He had great matches with lots of people in the beginning, Jericho. But for me, this is my favorite booking of him so far. I'm dead serious with AEW. Yeah. This I loved is- it. This to me feels like uh, it's finally like they're treating him like the star he was meant to be, or the star he is, I should say. Uh, yes, sir. You know, there's a lot of hype for him, and people know who he is. They hear the name. And from <clears> my <throat> perspective, because you guys know I'm kind of new to this, uh, I think this was the first time that it did live up to the hype. And it was, even if you didn't know who he was and you're a first time viewer on AEW, that entrance showed you that it was something special. And, you know, he came out and looked badass. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty critical of him and and not really getting with the Kenny Omega hype, but I think this is a really good start. And you know, I, I mean, Matt, I know we'll talk more as we go through the rest of these matches, but I mean, it seems obvious it's got to be Omega and Hangman that go to the finals, right? That's what this has got to be. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, another super chat, Nuclear Heat, Bobby Burns, Dollar Ninety Nine, Wardlow is good, but an even better human being. Yes, that is uh, agreed. That is very much agreed. Good, How do you good. know that, Bobby Burns? You don't know that. Apparently, Bobby Burns is stalking him some Wardlow. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing more money out of him. He's going to re- respond. Right. <laughs> He's giving himself his own gimmick, nuclear heat. That's a yep. worker right there. <laughs> he is. He thinks he is. Uh, they make note that uh, Joey Janela was set to be featured in a match, but he was pulled because he was around somebody who tested positive for COVID-19 uh-huh. at an indie show. So they... Uh, Damn. keeping him off so and that's you know look this is not just totally off veer but Risk this is you run yeah and this is part of why we think that raw underground has been done away with for now with wwe because raw underground was having so many yes. independent extras as yep. as extras and they've coming from all walks of life and you can't control what yep. they've been nope so smart idea it has to be done. very smart yep yeah for sure um, all right, moving on. So uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega gets the win, as we talked about. Uh, we show uh, Tony Schiavone with Orange Cassidy. Uh, talking about Orange Cassidy's 20-minute time limit draw. He's going to take on uh, cha- champion Cody again for the AEWTNT champion. And it's going to be uh, a lumberjack match next week, I believe. So that's one of the things they're building to. All right, we get more Eddie Kingston. Um, and a good so, promo. Good. That's, good promo that's, that's not that's not a bad thing when you say get more Eddie Kingston. No, it, it's, it's <laughs> anytime, a good promo. Anytime he has a microphone and TV time, you know, our, our eyes are glued. So I think he's kicking ass doing what he does. 
What's tough about doing these recaps for good promo guys like this, I don't want to – we have it all written down, what they basically say. I don't want to re-verbatim no. bring it back because I, I, I can't do it. it. Yeah, yeah, I can't ruin it. You're right. I'll just say watch it. He has a really good tagline about a very dark place. Watch that. All right, up next, brother versus brother. Again, on the left side of the AEW tournament bracket, it is Phoenix versus Penta L Zero. Sam, I know because you got obviously uh, a lot of experience with these guys and, and where they're from. Uh, talk to me about this match. Uh, they, they really did the kind of the, the brother of brother, the testing of who's going to take the harder chop. It, this, this had some fun stuff in it. I, I always say that uh, I judge any wrestling performance based on how you perform in front of a cold audience. Not the loyal fan base, not the people that watch every week. But if somebody's flipping through the channels and stop on your match, what are you going to do to captivate their audience? And I think these two are the prime shiny example of what I'm talking about. If you turned on AEW for the first time during that match tonight, you were blown away. You saw something that you're not going to see on WWE or any other wrestling program. You saw two of the best talents in the world right now doing what they do better than anybody else that tries to do it. Um, they tore the house down. Those guys, I mean, they're such good guys, but they have such a competitive edge. And it's you know little stuff when you see them in the locker room or you see them at the airport. They're messing with each other because they are you know the, the closest of friends. But, uh, you know, that's the key ingredient that's going to make them push each other to the limit and, you know, blow the roof off a place like that. So, you know me, I love my Lucha. I love my Lucha brothers. And, you know, my hat's off to both of them for that one. Yeah, he, he hit the nail on the head. That was an amazing match. And that's a good point about can you get a – not that people channel surf, supposedly, I've been told, and I'm old whenever I say that. Mm -hmm. um, but that is the goal. That's your goal. What are you doing in the ring to get – you have three seconds – to basically get your presentation over, essentially, to get people to look at you and get some kind of feel for who you are, what you're about, what your motivation is. That's a lot. It's, that's why wrestling is not easy, folks. Think about that. Three to five seconds you got, essentially, um, to do all of that somehow to get somebody to stay on that channel. Um, but that they do do that. You're 100% right, both of them. What excited me about going into this was to my memory this is probably the biggest i mean they fought each other before these two in their careers but this is like the, probably the biggest tv match in america they've ever had and what excited me is the fact that they're brothers and like matt like or like sam alluded to they're so close and it's like i think it's the same thing when i think about gargano and tomaso champa when i think about sasha banks and bailey when i think about K K Sami Zayn and kevin owens when two people or when two talents are so close and they have so much trust with each other the sky's the limit because there is so much trust so there's a, almost like a, I don't know, Sam, there's almost like a little bit, almost like a little bit of a relaxed state to it. Uh, of trust. Confidence would be the word. You know, you just yeah. know, you, you, you put trust yourself completely with the person you're in there with. And it, it's almost, you know, the safety net. It feels like there's a safety net because you know that you don't have to think <coughs> two people, you know? So it's, it's definitely awesome when you have chemistry with someone like that. $2 from Tina Miller. Matt's going to miss Kenny's goofy faces. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> Tina. Tina trolling you there a little bit. Yep. All right. So uh, I should note, though, it, it ends up being that uh, Ray Phoenix ends up getting the the win here, uh, brother versus brother. Uh, so he I like that. <laughs> I did like that because Phoenix is the uh, – I'm sorry. Um, what's the other one's name? Jesus. Penta. 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 Don't, just because I screwed up his name, don't think I don't believe this. He's a, a megastar. That's a, that, that, so for, you know, the younger one to get that win's a big deal. So, so Phoenix will uh, he's going to move on in the tournament. He's will be up against Kenny Omega. That match will be next week. Both semifinal matches. I should note. Do you see what they do also by doing that? They save themselves 
a marquee match down the road between Kenny and Penta. Penta. Yeah, I mean, you can look. That's actually what's cool about this bracket. You can look all through this bracket. And there's a lot of matchups that haven't really been exploited yet in AEW, and they save. They're going to save themselves a lot. So that's what's that's what's nice about a new company, a year old, that's uh, got the depth of talent. That, that's do. a pay per view main event. I'd pay money for it. I swear to God for that match. Sure, watch those two. For sure. All right, so we get a little recap of the uh, best friends Miro and Kip Sabian being very mad that uh, that uh, we get we, we get Miro and Kip Sabian mad about the best friends uh, breaking their arcade machine and 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 Miro said they tried to be friends with everybody, but now that's not going to happen. Uh, so stay tuned, folks. Sam, did anybody ever break your video games when you were uh, when you were a kid? No, but I but I quit being friends with my neighbor because he broke a toy wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a, I wasn't a video game guy. I was more of a, a wrestling tape guy. A bit of a nerd, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh Matt's boys. Uh Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Cole Cabana all getting some 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 TV time tonight. They're uh, oh, Silver yeah. and Reynolds are going to be part of the main event. Uh and but we're getting a little dark order backstage here. So Matt's Matt Matt called and Matt was in on the ground floor with the uh with the John Silver train. <laughs> He's awesome. All right, so then we get the final uh, match uh, in the opening round here of the tournament. Uh, this is back on the right side of the bracket. Hangman Page up against Colt Cabana. He's got Evil Uno with him. Uh, this match, very competitive. This was not the quick, decisive win that uh, Omega got. This was, uh, again, very back and forth. Uh, fun note, Hangman Page, as he makes the entrance, AEW always does like little fun, goofy facts on their graphic, and it said that he got entered into the tournament after a series of drunken voicemails. Uh Sticking with his cowboy shit uh, gimmick and the drinking, uh, but this match, this match again, back and forth, back and forth. Omega at the end of it will ultimately get the victory. Um, and after the match, we see Omega. You, you said Omega got the victory. I'm sorry, Hangman Page. Excuse me, Hangman Page gets the win uh, at the end of the match here uh, via pinfall. So he's going to be up against Wardlow next week. And Cabana on the you know on the mat, and all of Dark Order comes out, and they kind of know it was an unusual Dark Order consulting, uh, you know, consoling him and getting him to the back. Not something they would normally do to one of their minions who lose, disciples who lose. So we'll have to see uh, where they're going here with uh, with Colt. But uh, overall, this match, any thoughts? It's cool seeing Cabana have a lot of time, too. Uh, again, I've never seen Dark. I don't know how much these guys get to do there, but it's just I've seen. I think this is my eighth episode of Dynamite I've watched, and I'm pretty sure cool. this is my first, first Colt Cabana match I've seen. So uh, it's cool to have do him you- there. Another guy that's worked so hard to be there, so it's just cool to have him. Sam, what's cool is watching him in a serious role as well. Yeah, you don't see that very often. But, yeah, he has a lot no. of the Brit- British-style influence. You know, most of his in-ring stuff is what he's learned in the United Kingdom, you know, from the old world of sports style. And yeah, having a forum to show that off is awesome. And uh, they, they, uh, usually, they usually book him, though, Sam. And you've seen this in his other indie shows, I'm sure. They, he always does a lot of comedy stuff. He does, you know, pitch, pitching a ball, pretending somebody's hitting it. Like, yeah. You know, funny, he's really hilarious with. Yeah. The, the good thing about that, though, is it shows the depth of a, of a professional like that, you know, who's been doing it for years. And I think it's always great when you do, you know, when you don't show the audience all your cards, you know. So Sometimes. now that he's being serious, it, it he looks like a star. I think, yeah. I think he yeah. does. I think a lot of times when people have a familiar, familiarity and a confidence with you as doing one thing and you deliver another, that's just another step up to to become you know more of a star yeah. and be more over. Yeah. Colt's gonna have a he's gonna have a hell of a book biography whatever when it's all set and done. When you think about a guy who you know had a cup of coffee in WWE as another gimmick, they had no care for him. Then he basically 
is one of the first in the business of wrestling pioneering podcasting. Yes, and, and, that's and, and, fair and, to say that. Pioneered it. Yes, he did. Pioneering um, to the level he did and to the format that he did. Uh, then, of course, to the famous tell-all podcast with Punk, his best friend. Then his best friend and he at odds in court. He's done Ring of Honor. He's he's been everywhere in the world, and then now to finally have to settle in with um you know the, the AEW that that's taken <laughs> such storm. It's, it's, it's you look at the last 15, 12, 15 years of Cole Cabana's career. It's unbelievable. Really. Why yeah. why don't you get down on the ground floor on that and call him and tell him you'll write it for him? You know you, guys can, <laughs> you can go halvesies. I think it'll be, it would be a great book and probably sell a lot of copies. I don't know if Colt's going to ask me for that one, but uh, but uh, it'll it'll be a hell of a story when it's all said and done, and then yep. the book's far from over with. All right, so again, yeah, uh, Hangman Page, he's going to be up against Wardlow, so that is all of our opening, four opening qualifying, or not qualifying, all of our four opening round matches in the tournament. Uh, We get a little recap of the blood rivalry that is between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, and I I don't think I've talked to either real quick about this. So what we thought was a very snake-bitten storyline of just injuries that were happening between these two and bad spots, and then Matt getting hurt and taking a few weeks off. I thought for sure, okay, they just put this one away, just... Take yeah. walk, you know, t- take your losses and walk away. But they're re- they're going back to this, and and now they have to take the stakes one higher. What do you think of this, Matt? Sammy, Sammy needs that big star angle that he needs to go over. In, in my opinion, as well, Matt is the right one for it. it it's just like we said, though, the snake. It feels like it's been snake bitten, and it's bad luck, and 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 it, you have to keep resetting it essentially. I don't have a problem with it because I'm such a Sammy Mark that I just want to see him be able to say he beat Matt Hardy. He, you know, he won a pretty big angle. That's if they go in that direction, which I hope they do. Um, so I think, I don't know. Am I being a homer here? Because if WWE did something like this, would I be jump down their throat and cry about it and be like, oh, they're restarting this crap again? Versus because it's AEW doing it and it's a talent I really like, am I cutting them too much slack? See, I, I, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Knowing is half the battle. I appreciate your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. That's what's, that's what's tough to judge the show because I'm such a damn homer for it. I, I think, in my opinion, it just seems like a good way to keep both the guys in the mix without having to give them too much TV time. Uh, they can just stick with it and let it play out because they have a legitimate excuse that Hardy was hurt. You know, and just get a, a minute or two promo out of each guy every week, keep them relevant, keep something going. And then when it is time, you know, they have something there. And also, you know what, Justin, real quick, they would have to reset them. If they did that, then you have to find a new opponent for Sammy. That's going to do the same thing Matt was going to do. And then Matt's going to have to get a new opponent. So that they're going to be off TV for a little bit just to come back a month from now with new opponents versus just let's just go. We're ready. Let's yeah. go back to this. No, there's an argument there that, like, look, because we've had real scary, thank God nobody mm-hmm. permanently, because we've had real blunders that the audience is well aware of, there is now some more natural – I, to my best of my understanding, there's not heat between the two of them. They 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 understand it just happened, no. but like but like the audience can feel like oh man, th- some things have gotten some things have gotten <clears throat> bloody and, and what have you. So yeah, there there is something already to build off of. I just hope that they can get to a finish line of putting Sammy over because I assume that's what the finish line is without any more crazy scares. So. All right, uh, and we actually we'll get a little bit more of Sammy and Matt uh, in a little bit. Uh, hint hint. All right, we get a uh, promo here with Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks. Um, basically talking about you know how they they should have TNT title opportunity at full gear. Unfortunately for them, it's Darby Allen who's going to have the uh, number one contendership against the TNT champion come full gear, whoever that might be, Cody or Orange Cassidy. Uh, so we get a a, a task promo here. Uh, was what it was, um, but 
mm-hmm. reminding you that they are here. I was just talking about Taz today and how awesome he was. I mean, he was one of my favorites as a kid in ECW. And I don't know if you remember WrestlePalooza 97 with Van yeah. Lawler. Oh, my God. Yes. Just, like the best booking in the history of time was when they kept so teasing Taz. Heat. Loved it, man. Loved it. So I, I definitely have an inner Taz fan in me. All right, well, our next Super Chat's going to segue us right into the next part of the show here. Jody Shana Jenkins, Canadian $5. I just started wa- I, st- I started watching wrestling in 1984, and I can honestly there say, in my opinion, MJF is the most entertaining performer I have wow. ever seen. The kid is gold. Where, wow. where, did you, where does she watch wrestling? Is this is she from Toronto? Is this Montreal? Let's see. Let's call her out in 84. Who was she watching? I think I think we've done it. She was watching Cindy Lauper, Hulk Hogan, Rock and Wrestling on MTV. Yeah, I but mean, she, she saw she, Piper. She still could have had the, uh, the the Maple Leaf Wrestling days, so I don't know. I mean, that's awesome. <laughs> but, He's great. I'm not trying to disparage it. I'm just I'm more fascinated in Jody. Jody, like, I, I think not I, I think Piper, we've done it. I think I think I think Jody Shauna is a husband and wife. I think they share an account. I think we've done this. Okay, before. So, yes. so, so Jody is the guy Shauna. Okay. Either way, uh, Canadians have some great wrestling to choose from. So if they feel that way, that tells you how awesome this guy is. Yeah. And if you're wondering, if you didn't watch AEW and you're wondering, well, what did MJF do tonight? Well, let me try to, I have to give you a little play by play for this because otherwise it just won't make sense. So this is the steak dinner uh, between Jericho and MJF. And it starts with them. uh, The waitress comes to take their order. They both want a 20-ounce steak. They both want it with baked potato. And MJF first orders it, well done. And then Jericho goes to well. And then medium well. And then well. And then medium rare. And then rare. And then blue, as they keep trying to one-up each other. And then finally, as it looks like the, the, the tensions are just rising, they're miserable with each other, ratings ruler, demo god, all of a sudden, they break out into song. <laughs> And we proceed to get, <laughs> we proceed to get the Rat Pack song, "My Shadow and Me" that Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. did, but sung by Jericho and MJF. You can see that it's sung by them. They do their own voices, and they do a whole dance number. Curtains open up, girls dancing behind them, and for them to only conclude to come back with the curtain shut, back of the table, and to realize they've got their very rare, still mooing steaks, and they're pissed off about it and yell at the waitress. Um, Matt, I'm going to ask you this. You mentioned a minute ago when you said maybe with, with the Matt and Sammy stuff, you were like, maybe I'm such a homer that I'm okay with this. If WWE would have done this, would this be getting shit on right now? (laughs) No offense. Everything WWE does, everybody crap. You know what I mean? Just because they're the, they're the, you know, they're the thing. They're the Yankees. They're the, you know, but I don't know. I think it's done well because we give like Bray Wyatt crazy. We give the company crazy credit when Bray Wyatt does something like this way outside the box and no one was expecting and he ballparks the crap out of it. We give them the credit for it. Right. So this is something that I don't think any of us was expecting. I did like it. I'm not saying that as a homer. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm saying I liked it. Sam, I think it was fun. I think it was. I'll give you that. It, it was very sports entertainment, sports entertainment ish. I don't there know where go. where the line in the sand's drawn. I don't know who's trying to claim what's what. But I mean, it was yeah. funny. It was entertaining. It's two of the best of the performers in the company, you know. And they were yeah. having fun doing it, you know. So I have no bones about it. I started with a steak part, saying I love this. And they started breaking down the dance, and I'm like, oh, I hate this. But then when I watched it all, and I just watched it all come together, I'm like, all right, I, I love it. Like, I couldn't turn away. 
Dude, yeah. they took a big swing on this. You got to give them credit. I like it. They took a good swing on this. And that's what it is, Matt. Every week when when getting asked, when we have to compare NXT to AEW and, and who's beating yeah. who, and, I, and the analogy I started using a week ago, it's funny you said swing, is AEW, almost every pitch, every segment, they are swinging for the fences, meaning it's either going to be a big bomb of a success home run right. or it yeah. is going to be a big big whiff. That's what I think they do. Where NXT is, it stays more safe, just trying to get that, just just trying to get on base, essentially. Um, and yeah, this was an example of it, and it was entertaining. I was trying to figure out what are they going to do in this segment, and and now it segues to next week. There's a town hall. Jericho's going to do an inner circle town hall, talking about should MJF join the inner circle. But Sam, <laughs> Sam mentioned the line in the sand, and that's a. And I was thinking of this in a super chat here, five dollars. Kelvin R. Alexander brings up a great point. He goes, "Sorry, that little musical number was stupid. Not the sports based presentation we were promised." And it's okay. you know he's fair to okay. say that because yes, leading up to Dynamite debuting a year ago, we heard about keeping records, and we and we heard about, or at least yeah, we were all we were under the presentation, our understanding that the presentation was going to be AEW's more sports based yes. versus this cartoonish WWE. And I'll tell you what, right. AEW has done a lot more cartoonish. Yeah. yeah, I won't even call it cartoonish. Tonight was a little bit cartoonish. But in general, their entertainment, the layers to the characters at the moment, the layers to the storylines at the moment, I'm sorry, they're doing a very good job on this. We, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting nothing but five-star match, five-star match, five-star match, five-star match when this company came together. Uh, of Everybody's doing a bunch of high spots, calling it a day, and um, all the internet fans absolutely loving the show and loving the company. And that would be that. I did not expect this much storyline stuff if you will and they've surprised me on that um i've liked it yeah um I, overall i did enjoy this I, I i went through a roller coaster of emotions but i did enjoy it uh when it's all said and done and props again props to them for taking a big swing and i, I tell you this though i guarantee nobody got off their couch to get a soda during that break that break right? they didn't right? that's what i mean i couldn't turn away mm-hmm. i i actually had i had AEW on one screen i have nxt on the other screen I, I went to lower and basically mute NXT at the time because I needed to hear can, everything that they were doing. Can I can I give a, a real cross exa- example real quick? You sure. know, everybody you know bags on retribution, right? Say what you will. When they come out, I'm not leaving. And the, their segments that people didn't like that they did in the past, or how they were introduced, and oh, they got signed. How could they get drafted? Whatever have you. But when they're on TV. I don't turn the channel. I don't get up to use the bathroom. I'm not sitting there wrestling with Jackson. I'm watching. Yeah. Well, well, we'll put. All right. So we uh, that saga will continue into the town hall, as I mentioned. All right. Up next, we get uh, Britt Baker up against uh, Kylan King and uh, more of the same here. They've been promoting Britt's back in action again. Britt just on her comeback tour after being out for most of the summer. So she's just getting uh, reminding people of some wins and she gets a win again via the submission. She does the. Uh, does the fisherman's does she gets, she gets that commi- that submission locked and she has a glove on her hand and just applies that lock jaw mandible claw submission uh, for the win here. So more Britt Baker win. So certainly heating her back up as they should be. Uh, super chat here, Dustin Eck five dollars. AEW can pull it off because they have better creative and writers. They can be more comedic. That's than WWE's nerdy corny writers pitching a segment like that. Well, Dustin, I think the difference is AEW doesn't really have a, a team of writers. They have people that that. They have the wrestlers and 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 Tony Khan and such that put the creative influence, but they don't have twenty odds, you know, people that are just pitching ideas. To the best of my understanding, so not they don't run into the too many cooks in the kitchen problem. The it's w- not it's mm-hmm. not PG either. They're a little bit less limited. You know, they don't have a PG sure. marker. Yeah. Sure. 
Uh, we got one other super chat to give acknowledge to. Nuclear Heat, Bobby Burns, four ninety nine. NFL sports based, obviously. So does the Super Bowl shuffle not fit in? It was entertaining as hell, Ooh. and you won't forget it. Okay, Bobby Burns. Not only that, every goddamn touchdown you scored in the end zone has a, a fifteen person dance. You know, that's, yes, sir. That's exciting. That's sports entertainment. So I don't know if the sports based argument actually works here. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hear all that uh, the, the okay. rhetoric of, of what we're supposed to have and what we aren't. So, like, win loss record is supposed to matter. They give it on the scoreboard. Who's the leader? Top ten records and stuff. Yeah, I've but, seen the record since it started. But other than that, I mean, I think it's just a wrestling product. Thank you, Tina Miller. Ten dollars. Half the stuff during the Attitude Era was this silly fun, and everyone loved it. The difference is fans back then allowed themselves to have a good time. Nowadays, they just overanalyze everything. How about you. that, Tina Miller, bringing the heat? Can you refund her ten dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I think Raj Raj would have a heart attack. I'll I'll pay that one off. Uh, good call, Tina. That's that's not just wrestling. That's everybody's angry about everything. So yeah. yes, uh, good yes. job, good job. Uh, we get a vignette with Darby Allen. This has a Stevo from Jackass fame, and uh, Darby Allen does a, a little little Stevo type jackass stunt where he puts himself in a body bag and he just proceeds to go i'm darby allen and this is a body bag roll or whatever and he rolls from the top of a half pipe uh all the way down i mean so not sure. jackass that's how they always did their yeah. gimmicks, their stunts yeah. was hi i'm steve hi yeah yeah yep. that i don't i don't what do i say about this um such crazy. a weird such a weird dated <laughs> such a weird data reference if this was in 2002 i'd get okay. it Okay. I, just, I just think, what if what if the pay per view was Sunday and they did this just for fun? Yeah, and bam, right. he rolled his ankle or something. That's unnecessary risk. Yeah, but that's that's okay. a personal thing that has nothing to do with the wrestling or anything. I'm sure, I'm All sure right. he probably had fun doing it. And if he, I mean, if he enjoyed it, why not, right? Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander back with another five bucks. Says that segment was the very definition of nerdy can corny. I assume he's talking about the MJF Jericho nerdy can corny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we've got a few others that are starting to come in here. Uh, da, 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 da. Justin Lopez, $5. Thank you. I'm still processing it and need to see it again, but yeah. I'll give it credit for being well done and progressing the storyline. Yeah, progressive storyline. Absolutely. That's not not there for nothing. It definitely did, and it was different. I'll be honest. When they said they're having a steak dinner, I thought that was corny. Last week, how they ended it, of coming into this week with this meeting of a steak dinner. I was like, eh, I don't care. But because they're so good, they made this work, I thought. All right, back to the program. Uh, the rundown, what we got for next week. Uh, basically, Cody, like I said, Cody and Orange Cassidy, Lumberjack match for the TNT title. Uh, semifinals, Wardlow versus Hangman Page. Omega versus Penta. Inner Circle Town Hall. And we're going to see Tay Conti. No, Ab- not Abaddon. Omega versus Penta. It's not Omega versus Penta. Yes, it is. Omega versus No, Phoenix. it's not. Or, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's written wrong. Sorry. Sorry. I'm wrestling ink. Somebody wrote it wrong. Mark right. Middleton. How dare you, Mark Middleton? You're right. Yes. Uh, Omega versus Phoenix. My fan. Uh, oh, another super chat. This is a question for Sam Israel Capote, 499. Sam, did you ever wrestle El Gran Gordo in Mexico? Um, obviously, big story there. Yeah. The, uh, Israel Gran Gordo is not a real wrestler. So I don't know what he's talking about. No entiendo quién eres hablando de, porque uh, no hay un luchador se llama Gran Gordo en México. 
He's the Grand Gordo means the great fat guy. The great fat, or, or, yeah, or off of, uh, he's talking about Otis from this past week. Oh, oh. Otis um, was dressed as the El Grand Gordo. Well, sorry, buddy. I didn't hear that. I didn't know that. I don't know anything about what you're talking about, but uh, I wrestled Super <laughs> Porky. <laughs> uh, there's plenty oh, of plenty. Super Porky's over. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's very over. I wrestled plenty of big fat guys in Mexico, but never that one specifically. <laughs> Which I love that Vince McMahon gives Otis a mask and says you're going to call the El Grand Gordo. I'm sorry, I feel bad not knowing that. It's okay. <laughs> I probably should have informed you before I gave you that one. That's right, Sam. That's okay. Don't Sam. <laughs> don't feel bad. All right, main event time on AEW as we have uh, looking for the winners to face tag team. It's tag team action all the way around. The winners are going to face FTR at Full Gear. And we got the Young Bucks up against Alex Reynolds and John Silver versus Private Party versus the Butcher and the Blade. Should be noted, Butcher and Blade has the bunny back again. And for for a while, they've been wearing the the white. Now they're back to their black and the mask for for Blade. And so back to what they were a year ago. Um, Okay. Yeah. Any comments, Matt, to that? No, because we'll be here all night. Okay. (laughs) We're actually moving pretty good pace. It's only been a half hour. I know this is great. Last week, yes. last time I was on, we were like two and a half hours, I think, maybe three. Yeah. Try, try to keep the train moving. Who all won? right, uh, <laughs> well, we get tag team action all the way around. The Young Bucks ultimately get the win. I do want to note, um, I mean, there, there's a lot, a lot of great spots here. Again, we could really dissect this, but again, if you didn't yeah. see it, watch it. A, a lot of back and forth. It should be noted. I mentioned earlier we get more of Matt Hardy and Sammy. Matt Hardy is out <laughs> there with his boys' private party at ringside, yep. but as they went to commercial and when their own commercial in the picture in picture. Sammy comes out of nowhere. He and Matt fight off, so they are uh, continuing more. Good uh, of that. But Young Bucks, simple. yeah, Young Bucks get the win. FTR's on commentary. FTR gets up from the booth. They come to offer beers to Young Bucks. Young Bucks smack the beers out of their hands, and then as the Young Bucks and, F- and FTR stare down, all of a sudden, the masked Timekeeper comes up into the ring, and they have and has a chair. <laughs> hits the Bucks with a chair. Is helping. Pile drive the Bucks is helping beat up the Bucks. Mass man's revealed it's Tully Blanchard. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but this obviously just it, uh, so Matt. First off, Matt, thoughts? Happy, happy. You're going to see this match finally. FTR in the Bucks. Yes, but my question is, who the heel, who the face is in it? That was what I was going to ask you. This is so odd that FTR did such a heel thing here, but for the weeks leading up to this, the Bucks were acting acting so heelish, kicking announcers, yes. doing it, like yes. so. It's like we have two heel teams here. What, what and, I would like, go ahead, God, bro. What uh, I would FDR like to see, offering that, uh, FDR, I'll go real good. FTR offering them beers too was babyface at the beginning of this before they did their thing to them. But go ahead. I, I think both these teams are just so important to the company that I would like to see this not just pay off at the next pay per view. This tag team division is oh, so yeah. deep. There's so many tag teams that they could both work with for the next year. <clears throat> Every yep. six to eight months, they could do it again. This could just be the first you know, piece of the puzzle and just have whatever, but baby face, baby, whatever you set the groundwork and then, you know, smalls finish and then let everybody go their own way. Let them keep working in circles and get back to you. The you know, the next paper, not even the next pay-per-view six months from now, do it again and keep, make this almost like your, uh, your Sean and Brett angle, you know, where it's always going to be there on the underlying tone of the TV show. So, uh, yeah, I think there's so much they can do to the best. I mean, probably the two best tag teams in wrestling. So I'm even excited yeah. for that one. Yep. And Matt, we kept talking about maybe they hold FTR and Bucks off until they have a big crowd. I mean, they're going to allow fans, as they have been, ticket buying yeah. fans, 
in for full gear, but obviously it's not going to be what they could get if they were in different circumstances. And especially right now, as some wrestling environments are supposedly under investigation in Florida. So now this, um, this, this would be time. the time once we're at full capacity again, this would be the time for AEW to do their stadium gig. Cause for all these people waiting to get back to live attendance, if you could do a stadium gig, you know, exactly like WrestleMania. Well, and how great is it? If you're AEW, you're owned by billionaires who own a football stadium that is 300 yards connected to Daly's place. You have a stadium forever to use that you own. How awesome is that? That's awesome. That would be um, fun. Chronos Shaw, $5, JR's line of the night. John Silver's all jacked up on Diet Mountain Dew, that hot tag to Silver. I'm happy to see his work from being the elite is paying off. <laughs> but to be fair to JR, he's right, dude. John Silver steals that damn show, being the elite. Well, and Silver, again, uh, go go watch the match if you didn't. Silver had some great spots where he was fired up, cleaning house, and, um, yeah, he, he definitely, you know, a lot of people look good, but he definitely had some a lot of shine in this that, uh, you know, I haven't yeah. took much and notice back to, to butch- Back to Butcher and the Blade, though, I do, I, I don't want to just stumble through that, yeah. but I don't get why the the bunny's back. Um, I do know their manager. Uh, what's his name? Um, Kingston. Come on, who's his manager? Kingston, Eddie. thank you. Did Eddie Kingston did tell him to get his girl? Uh, what do you say? Get your get your in house stuff right, or something like that. Yeah, and making on, a and, knock and, on him. And they showed it actually. They showed last night on Dark Kingston bringing Bunny back because she had been she had detoured off with yeah. QT Marshall, and so she turns her back with QT Which Marshall. Which made so, no sense. It made no yeah, sense. Yeah, it just seems like one of those creative things they try to do. Realize it made no sense. And real uh, quick, but I'm gonna, I'm going to chime in about this uh, John Silver. Uh, I always go back to, to the fact that I think like wrestlers, you know, need personality, and I think he's perfect example of how important personality can be because AEW has the best collection of the best physical wrestlers in the world. You know, as far right. as ath- athleticism and ability, they have all of them. They have so many yep. that they kind of you know that, that they're trampling each other. And, you know, this goes to show you that somebody that, you know, might not do what Pac does or, or what, you know, Angelico does, but has a personality that they don't, you know, gets the opportunity to rise to the top. And, and I mean, I noticed, I know you guys talked about him before on being the elite. I've still never seen that, but I know just his promo tonight was fun. His energy in the ring was fun. And, and in my opinion, it shows that that, uh, that personality is, you know, if not the most important part of the show, definitely one of them. So that was your AEW Dynamite. Uh, so a good show. Um, again, the tournament obviously being the main gimmick here. They're building, of course, the full gears our next pay per view. So uh, you know, not a lot of bad. Certainly, again, if you didn't see the show, we've we've given you the the, the things you want to fast forward to and and take a look at. All right, so let's jump over to NXT. NXT. This is their setup show to next week, which is going to be Halloween Havoc. NXT continuing. The, uh, the 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 appetite serving the appetite up of the nostalgia as they've done Great American Bash, they've done In Your House, and now they're pulling out the Halloween Havoc property that they own. So we kick it off with uh, Tommaso Ciampa, the Velveteen Dream, and Kushida in a three-way here. Uh, this match uh, had a little bit of everything. It had some brawling, had some high flying, had some get on the mat, get a little technical. Uh, Kushida Character. again. Character. character Kushida again continues to impress from what I could see of this. He, he, he they, they've really made a point to to to, to yes. have him shine so much so he gets the win. The finish is uh, finish ultimate is Champa uh, is, is suplexed into um, Velveteen Dream who has the cast on. So that knocks Dream off the ring. Champa's knocked out. Kushida gets the win here. Uh, so uh, Kushida 
you know, on a hell of a roll right now in NXT, man. <clears throat> Huge win. Great way to open up the show. Awesome match. Loved it. Sam? I, I can't disagree with that. I still am a really <coughs> big Velveteen Dream fan. So no matter what, he always surprises me. Just the little mannerisms he has. And if you're going to talk about personality again, I think, you know, if I had it my way, he'd be top of the line Monday Night Raw, you know, star every week. Sam, you probably missed a lot of this because, uh, again, I know that you just immediately just you know, hadn't seen much of NXT or anything until you started doing this with us. Dream, here's one of the things with Dream's personality is character. He had been known whenever NXT would have a t- takeover, which is like their big pay-per-view every couple months, and it'd be in the arenas that it'd, it'd be in Barclays Arena right. the night before SummerSlam, right? Yeah. So it'd be in the WWE Vince McMahon arenas. Like He would do things, or he puts things on his tights. One night, he wore tights out that said, call me up, Vince. Yeah. Like he, he's just, he, you know, he's controversial. His, yeah. It's always making a con. Uh, yeah, that, that, that can backfire. I, I kind of know that from experience. <laughs> <laughs> controversial is not always a good thing in pro wrestling. You want to elaborate? Or you want me to move on? Move on. Okay. Damn. Okay. I want to know after the show. All right. Nah, that Mexican stuff. All that stuff that happened in Mexico and my, my political gimmick and whatnot. It was pretty crazy. And, and and which that says something because it's 2020 an election year and i'm surprised that you did not go back to that well well i have a show this coming saturday in uh, camden new jersey against psycho clown which is basically mexico's Ooh. version of version Ooh. of john cena so yeah uh, yeah one last right this could be the last chance i ever get to de- to to uh bust that flag out so lucha libre will be very authentic this saturday in camden new jersey dude that's huge that's a good that'll be, be fun so anybody who's watching this right now, if you can get to Canada, New wow. Jersey, uh, check that out this weekend. Uh, that, that, that's, now I'm interested. Now, my, now I want to go to Canada, New Jersey. I'm, I'm worried, though, because, I mean, in Mexico, they, they play along and have fun with the good guys and bad guys. I'm liable to get shot or stabbed here in, in the United States, you know, wearing that flag out to the ring. Especially Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't tell me that. You better call Chris Christie. I'm going I'm to have the ring announcer put a disclaimer on before the match. <laughs> Remember, this is sports entertainment. <laughs> the views and opinions of each wrestler does not necessarily reflect this promotion. Yeah. Don't park your car at the venue. Get Park down the street, get somebody to drive you down. I know. I just bought a new car, too. Gosh, I'm actually scared now. <laughs> All right. Um, so after Kushida gets the win, we get a backstage. It's got a... Th- Three of the four members of Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong, and then Adam Cole was on a video screen in between them. This will be the thread of the night, so pay attention. This is Undisputed Era just talking about they're still together, and they're going to bring home the NXT Tag Team titles tonight because the main event is the Tag Champions of Breezango <coughs> up against um, uh, Undisputed Era. So, Can I make a little point real quick? Go ahead. I saw tonight in that main event that Breeze Angle reminds me of the NXT version of the Young Bucks. And I almost feel like if, if people could draw that comparison, maybe that's why they're, they've been like on the late, late segments lately. Breeze Angle I'm talking about. Because, uh, again, they, they do a lot. You know, they, they have the bell bottoms, but they're also fast-paced, double-teaming. And just, I don't know. I just saw it at a glance. I could see how you know, maybe somebody in WWE says that's their, their uh, answer to the Young Bucks. That's an interesting observation. Easy for me to say. We'll get to that when we get to the main event. It is, and because Sam doesn't, you know, he hasn't been watching all this that very long. So that's a very good opinion of of a normal, let's say, mainstream fan. You know what I mean? That that that's interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, that 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 is a very casual onlooker kind of first appearance. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a first impression. 
Um, all right, so we get uh, we get a promo that's gonna be Destro Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a haunted house of terror match uh, for Halloween uh, Havoc. Also, <laughs> Wade Barrett. Are they bringing back the Chamber of Horrors match? We'll get to that in a second. They what? they might. Oh, uh, they might be. Complete it's on the, the table. Complete with the electric chair. It's on the table. It is. That I'm is dead serious. Right. If, Ab- if Abdullah the butcher shows up, I will shave my head. And you know what's wild, Sam? I was looking back at that after this because again, this actually comes up in a second here. And when I look back at that Halloween Havoc, that match where Abdullah gets electrocuted, that was first of the night. It wasn't the main event. It was the first match of the night. <laughs> I, 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 I Imagine to, having to follow that. I, I used to rent that VHS. Like, every other week, we'd go to the video store. And I Me would rent, too. I would rent too. that VHS just for that match. Me too. That was great. <laughs> um, but that will, will, that will come back to that in a second. That actually is a, is a, is a point of there. Um, we get So it's going to be a Haunted House of Terror match, and also Wade Barrett challenges Vic Joseph on commentary. He changed, uh, The commentators challenge each other to a costume contest, so we'll see what that holds. Um, get a video package for Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez and Halloween Havoc. More on that to come here in a moment. Uh, we get Jesse Camilla up against Ember Moon. Of course, Ember Moon's back in the NXT brand here in these last few weeks as it should be ember moon dominating this uh the note here ember moon and the finisher gets uh she uses a new submission a very unique kind of good one-legged crab but inverse submission but she gets the win on the submission it was cool it was, a, it was a good finish but these girls kicked the crap out of each other yeah oh my god they did and what i liked about the finish change is because i liked amber moon's finisher off the top rope it's super impressive and athletic as hell but this is going to give her much more longevity. She just came off an injury. This is smart wrestling. I like it. It, it, it very, Matt, great point, because while it's one of the most impressive finishers, her basically jumping off the top rope and, and, and turning into a stone cold stunner. That's still a whole, that's, that's still her. ended up taking an ass bump uh, yes. to pull that off. And that's a, I don't do leg drops because they hurt so Dude, bad. So Fandango did it tonight. He did that leg drop again. I know. Bro, Hulk Hogan eight. Uh, leg drops, just a normal average hit the ropes leg drop. Eight back surgeries. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny you said that, Sam. I, I remember thinking that. And it, it actually ends up, well, again, we'll get to it. Fandango did his finisher, which is what it was when he got to the main roster. And I remember, like, when I saw, when I saw it then, and they were pushing him to the moon, I'm like, he can't do that his whole career. And then tonight he did it, and it was a false finish. It wasn't even the end of the match. That's so. A- that's what that's what we always call a bump for the boys because you know something something yep. else would get the same exact reaction to the crowd. It's only the wrestlers that know how bad those hurt. So Bobby Eaton and Fandango always doing that uh, for us. <laughs> so after the match, Ember Moon standing tall and uh, Dakota Kai. She attacks Moon out of the out of nowhere, uh, talking some trash. Uh, so Ember Moon, Dakota Kai, uh, direction that we are going in. As I said, the theme tonight is undisputed. Here we go backstage. Bobby Fish struggling to get up. Trainers Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly all ask him what happened. Once again, didn't see what happened. He was attacked. So more of the same that has been going on. Of course, Adam Cole is out because he was attacked by somebody who. Well, he was attacked by Rich Holland, but we don't know who instructed Rich Holland to do that. So that's the theory. That that's the theme here. Is this tied into that uh, the main event too? Yes. That's, okay, that's that's one person. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's that's for debate, but it all does seem to connect. Is there spoilers you can give me? I don't know if I can wait till next week. No, no. I mean, by the time we get to the end, end of the, of the show, we'll, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we get Austin Theory up against Bronson Reed. Austin Theory's had a rough go of it. He's been big at the mouth, but uh, hasn't been able to really back it up. Uh, uh, Bronson Reed continues to be impressive. Big man reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow a lot. That's my own interpretation of him. 
Uh, he ends up winning with a big tsunami splash off the top. There's a reach. What the guy, the the heavy set guy wearing flames on his outfit? Gee, there's a reach. Bronson Reed doesn't wear flames. Matt, why are you so bitter? Yeah, why are you so hot? <laughs> why are you worried about it? He's a bigger guy that's athletic and can move around. Made me think of Bam Bam. You're just mad he's a bigger big guy. He is better, literally better. dressed. You're mad Brother, he's a better, I better seven big feet guy tall than you. do a shooting star off the press today. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Cornette on the phone. I ain't the dancing monkey no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just winding you guys up. I'm entertained by this. This is the highlight of my Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know what Matt's talking about. Bronson doesn't have flames. He's on a shaved head with no, no, tattoos he did. on his head. He, he did. Who was the heavy bat. sack? Who was the heavy sack? At the pay per view. At the pay per view, he had Bam Bam Bigelow gear on. Okay. I was talking about tonight. All right. Well, sorry. <laughs> That's literally God forbid. What they, you ever wear flames? I'm into, though. Hey, you know, Kane really reminded me of that Bam Bam Bigelow guy, all those flames that he always walked around with. I think we need. I think we need to do a, a charity shoot fight, Justin versus Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Matt. Matt's not even going to sell for me. Jesus, what a what what a terrible friend. All right, so Bronson wins the first time. And I'm dying to press the fast forward button. Bronson wins, and then Theory cuts more promo, saying, "I've done more. I'm 23. I've done more in my career than you have in your stupid 15 year career." Calls him back for another match. <laughs> Bronson comes back, squashes him again. Bronson weird. <laughs> uh, two wins on the night. This was entertaining. The, the 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 guy running off the mouth got it. He had it coming. It was good. Sam, anything? Uh, no, I just I really like uh, Bronson Reed. I do. He's just he's a, a good dude, and his work looks good. I just I like I said. I think I've said it before. I love seeing big guys that can move. I think that's something, you know, when, when you don't expect it and it's there, to me, there's nothing better. Uh, Adrian Adonis is like my favorite ever just because he was so big and was so incredible. Um, you know, not not comparing Bronson Reed to Adrian Adonis, but just his size, being able to do what he can do, I always am a fan of. I would have not guessed that Sam Adonis was a fan of Adrian Adonis. I never picked that name. My, my boss more, gave me that. More important question. Flower shop Adonis or leather coat wearing Adonis? Oh, uh, in the ring they're both the same, but I, I like uh, true, true. I probably like the, the leather clad East West connection with her, the uh, North South connection with Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch, yeah. They right, say he's some... a legit badass too in real life. Oh yes. All right, we get some backstage. We get uh, a backstage interview with uh, Zia Lee and Casey Catanzaro. Uh, basically, Zia Lee requested this match. She, she, her gimmick lately has been like she hasn't been winning. It's the biggest match of her life, her career. So big deal for Zia Lee. Here's going to have a match. We also then see Austin Theory, fresh off his two losses to Bronson Reed, <laughs> walking to his car in his ring gear and all. Says he's done. He quits. He drives off. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, so now we get uh, Raul Mendoza, Joaquin Wild, and Santos Escobar up against Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jake Atlas, and uh, Ashanti the Adonis. A lot of Adonis going around here. This is a really good match. Uh, the spot of the night, probably between the two shows. Again, if you want to fast forward and find the high spots here, there is a point in this match uh, out, out uh, at the ring at the ring announcer's table where we see a cartwheel turn into a DDT off of the announcer's table. It just looked Ooh. beautiful. He does that off the top rope. That's his finisher. That was his finisher on the independence. I, th- I think he called it the LGBT DDT or something like that. But it was, <laughs> no, it's a great name. It's an yeah. awesome. I mean, one of the most incredible 
innovative finishes and uh that's atlas right yeah atlas i mean he was doing it all over the independence and, and I, I mean we're at the era where pretty much everything has been done been done I, I will give him credit for inventing one of the coolest new things you know anywhere in wrestling sam he he, he will he do a cartwheel on the rope he, he's, like, he stands do? stands on the top rope mm-hmm. like 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 he's gonna do a frog splash or something okay. he does a cartwheel on the top rope and ba- and falls backwards holy shit yeah, it's what? it's, gotta a, watch it's, gotta it's ridiculous. Yeah, search Jake Atlas oh, DDT on YouTube. Crap. YouTube, you'll find it. Yeah. So How tonight do you he even does. Think of that? How do you even think of that? He was a gymnast. I mean, he he knows what he's doing up there. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah. So tonight he did it on the announcer's table, and it just it was beautiful the way it looked. Sick. And um, that looked awesome. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's on the losing team. Uh, Joaquin uh, Wild actually gets the the victory for the trio for the guy to Fantasmo. So yeah, this is really great for him. Um, so again, pushing this trio in the, uh, in the cruiserweight division, uh, up next, you know, you know, we talk about, uh, goofiness with MJF and Jericho. This would be the closest equivalent in terms of that uh, for NXT. We get husband and wife, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Both of them will, both of their matches are going to be the spin the wheel, make the deal gimmick at Halloween havoc. And so there's 12 options. Sam, one of the options is a house of is 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 is, is house of horrors. There's coal miners glove. There's casket yeah. match. There's buried alive. <clears throat> the gimmick here in this sit down. They're at the dinner table, and they have a mock mini wheel that has all the the gimmick matches. And they want to try to train for the wheel. So they feel like if they keep spinning the wheel, they can train for the wheel. Johnny is just being outrageous. He spins. The first thing he gets is a buried alive match, and he's petrified. And he's all shocked at the whole concept of being buried alive. Candace gets like a street fight. Johnny spins again. He gets casket match. He's he's up. He's just enraged. He's going to bed. He's tired of all the stuff dealing with dead. I'm probably not doing it justice, but go back and watch it. I thought this was actually really funny. <laughs> it was really funny. It, it was truly. It I was. Think. They did a very good job with it. You're right. So that's so there. You go, Sam. So maybe, there might be an electrocution. Who knows? And this is next week. This is on TV, or is this next week? This is a nope. Yeah. This is a, a a Halloween special next week for NXT. Cool, Free. cool, cool. Uh, Jackson Callens four ninety nine super chat watching delayed. Sorry, the Stevo segment with Darby Jackass four is in production. Probably a way for Stevo to get some uh, attention. Okay, I didn't know that. There we go. Okay, good information. Thank you, Jackson. Yeah. All right. Up next, uh, we get a. We're ready for Ever Rise. Up against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, more of the shenanigans of the, the the little buddy comedy here, but it gets a little serious uh, towards the end as uh, we see that as we see Everrise taking advantage of Killian Dane and they're taking his knee out and just brutalizing his knee in submission. They're forcing uh, Drake to watch on to this. Uh, ends up being a DQ because Drake fights out of it, grabs a chair and takes it to Everrise. So the little guy protecting his uh, big brother. And after the match, yeah. so ever rises the win be a DQ. After the match, we see uh, Drake and Dane still at odds a little bit. It's still not all the way there, but it's working, growing though. fonder. It's, growing it's fonder. Definitely, yes. wor- I think it's working. I like it. I do. This was great. Had the little guy be the one sticking up for him finally. This was good. You guys know I love Drake Maverick. I think he works well with Killing Dan, yes. but I I actually really like Everaz. Uh, I just I like the one guy uh, with the, the long black hair cuts a great promo. I've looked them up a little bit because I was fascinated huh. by them, and uh, yeah, I think if they're given enough opportunity, they definitely will be my guys. For sure, you heard it. There we go. All right, and then here's the big curve, the big swerve to the main event. 
We go backstage. Roderick Strong of Undisputed Era. Now he's laid out. So Kyle O'Reilly is the only man left standing that's there in the building. Not sure what's going on. Chaos is there. William Regal, officials, trainers. Even Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, who they had previously fought Undisputed Era to get, uh, at this point. And even Oni and Danny offer, one, one of them offered to be Kyle's partner, saying this is terrible, we feel bad for you. Kyle wants nothing yeah. to do with it. He walks off. So GM William Regal says, all right, we're changing the main event. It's going to be Breezango versus uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. So um, coming that coming up here soon. What are the, What's the likeliness that it's the boogeyman lying, laying everybody out? Well, we think we get. We think we <laughs> going into Halloween havoc. I mean, come on, this is license to print money right there. It would be an easy cameo for next week, for sure. Uh, all right, we get Zaylee versus Casey Catanzaro, and uh, and Zaylee again. The whole stip she needed, to, you know, she was big about wanting to have to get a win here, big big match, and she gets the lose. She gets a loss here. Casey gets mm-hmm. the victory. Uh, just a simple roll up for pin. So I don't know what they're trying to do here with Zaylee. I'm guessing somebody's going to try to save her. Like I don't know if it's a Robert Stone or somebody. I don't know. She got the best, best best entrance on NXT. I'll give you that. You think so? Oh yes, she's a great entrance. Kenazaro is going to be a star, though. I think this made sense for her to win. Sure. Um. Yeah, and I I like with Catazaro. I like how she when she enters and she crawls up the the ring post and and the yep, it's different. Yep, something different. Uh, after the match though, she gets uh, after the match though, Zia uh, Lee attacks her, and after that, Raquel Gonzalez comes out, lays Zia Lee out. Gonzalez cutting a promo. Her and Rhea Ripley are going to be at Halloween Havoc next week, so that's building to that match right there. We also get the uh, Timothy Thatcher. Thatch's Thatch can. So this is like some training of, uh, of doing holds. He's got a Performance Center t-shirt wearing wrestler. And this is the newly signed independent wrestler, Anthony Green. So he he's supposed to be the guy who's going to be the, 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 the student, so to speak. Thatcher puts on a few holds, uh, shows how to, to take a guy down. But then all of a sudden, Anthony uh, all of a sudden is able to one-up Thatcher. Tensions arise. Ref comes out. We get an impromptu match of Thatcher versus Andrew, as Thatcher keeps calling him uh, incorrectly, Thatcher gets the win. But obviously, the whole whole deal here is that Anthony Green, uh, not as yes. green as Thatcher's trying to make him to be. This I is good use uh, of that. Go ahead, Tim. I just love Timothy Thatcher. I absolutely love him. Everything about him, like I said multiple times, right. uh, he, he's a throwback to me. He's you know everything that's missing from pro wrestling. You know, so uh, I think he's awesome. I could watch him every day, and and you know, you, I mean, you just he, he's a bad dude. He probably would actually have a lot of success in the MMA <clears throat> world, but uh, I don't know if he's ever gone that far. Matt? So for me, like as a wrestler, as a former wrestler watching him, yes, he's super impressive, right? Um, he's flawless. He's smooth in his transitions. He's he's freaking awesome. But um, he's still vanilla shit for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the um, my, my particular like is the over-the-top characters. Not that we yeah, have true. many of these. See, I think Not that we have so many to choose from. As, as he's an ugly guy and he's just like, he's such a brute, I almost feel like that's, I see him as over-the-top, which, which is, the, so that's kind of oh. where I'm at with it. Then, yeah, that makes sense then. Yeah, I I can see both sides but, to it. I mean, but, but real quick, this was very good use, more importantly, to introduce uh, uh, the new talent. And it, was, it made him, he actually got over by being able to, out, outmaneuver him, if as Vince would say. <laughs> um, 
in that little segment in which Thatcher always looks like a million bucks and he just destroys whoever he's working with and doing his different holds and all his different catch can wrestling stuff, right? Um, just, I thought the kid got over because of that. Just that one simple thing he was able to get out of. It was a good introduction for him, even though he lost the match later on. He did an Anthony Green. Uh, I think he signed Anthony early Green. August. Yeah, he's part of the new Performance Center class, but he's one of the guys who, one of the talents who probably will get to fast pass some of the NXT classes. And as you see, obviously was already on TV and getting some some shine here. So somebody who's got a lot of talent who I think they're quick to tap into in NXT. So yeah, right. Great way to, to get him involved here. All right, main event we go. <coughs> so it is now, uh, of course, and again, NXT Tag Team Championship match. Breezango up against now Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, again, <coughs> back and forth match, uh, two segment match, commercial in between. But, uh, you know, like I said, false finish of, of Fandango hitting that big leg drop. I couldn't believe that was a falsy. Uh, but in the end of it, though, what we see is a man, <coughs> as Breezango is trying to, as we think Breezango is coming towards the finish line, we see somebody, a masked man, come from under the ring, push somebody from, push one of the Breezango members off the top rope. Um, so now that, I believe he pushed Fandango. So now that leaves Breeze. Uh, in the ring, Breeze gets hit with a low blow when the refs, refs distracted. <clears throat> Birch and Lorcan end up getting the victory, yeah. get the pin victory. So they are down the new tag team champions. Yeah. And after that, we get the masked man to appear. And after some, some, some uh, anticipation of that, yes. the masked man is revealed to be Pat McAfee, who of course has history with Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era. So, Matt, what did you take great. from this? Was it, was awesome. this a big finish for you? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And let me ask you a question. Do you, do you think that means McAfee's going to be working with uh, uh, Lork, Orkin, Lorkin and his p- partner or not? I interpret it that he's meant to be the guy who is funding he's and behind Rich, Rich Holland attacking Adam Cole at the pay-per-view and, right. and, and, and whatever these attacks happen tonight. Okay. Because he would be I good think, for that tag team. He'd be good for that tag team, in my opinion. He'd be the mouthpiece. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think I think basically Pat has just built a stable. If Ridge Holland can come back, because Ridge Holland is seriously is legitimately yeah. injured, if Ridge can get back healthy, I, I look at Pat as the ringleader of a Ridge, <clears throat> Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch up against the four undisputed era guys. That works for me. Matt Pat McAfee is so damn entertaining, dude. Yeah, I mean, because Survivor, I mean, obviously Survivor Series is for the Raw and SmackDown roster, but I could see NXT doing uh, whether it's a War Games or some other. You know something in the same vein, uh, and so that's what to yep. me that's what that's how I interpreted it. I honestly missed this part. I was watching the end of AEW, so I, I had no idea he revealed himself. I saw the finish and then changed it over. Um, yeah, that sounds cool if that happened, but is it a little weird that both both shows kind of ended on the same thing? Masked, yes, it intruders. is intruders. Yeah, what are the odds of that? Masked yeah. men. That is that is very yeah. You're right. That is odd. It, it went in a. Two shows taped. Neither is two shows were taped, right? No. No, both were live. Yeah, both live. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. And what does it say in 2020? The two the two shows on Wednesday Night on Cable both had both finishing with tags, shenanigans, both with masked interference, and one in 2020 is Tully Blanchard, and one in 2020 is former NFL punter Pat McAfee. Like you just <laughs> throw the darts against the wall. Yeah. The darts against the wall. All right, so that was but NXT. Uh, so NXT was very good tonight. So was AEW. Um, AEW, I'll give a, uh, uh, a eight out of ten. Uh, NXT seven point five. Sam, you want a grade? We've never done this before, so I refuse to start now. 
my apologies. Sam. We usually normally always do it on each one. Sorry. See, I'm still trying we to have, get a job. We haven't been we haven't been doing it here though. I'm still trying to get a job somewhere, man. I can't put these ratings out nope. there. Come on. Do not do it. Just go ahead. Uh Justin. Matt's a, Matt's a, or Sam says ten out of ten. You know, I, Matt, I think you're right. I think I think I'll give AEW a slight half a point edge. Slight. Um, slight. Again, just because AEW they take so many big swings, even if it's a slight fall, even if it's a, even if it's a foul ball, I have a hard time looking away at that foul ball because I want to see how it lands. I want to see who catches it. Well, um, I'll give you an example. A foul ball that I most certainly did look away is um, uh, Rusev. You know, having a conniption last mm-hmm. week on last week's episode about a friggin' arcade game being broken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or mom. You know, in the damn damn curve, and I can't get over. I, I missed um, last week, obviously, but uh, who is who is Rusev feuding with? Does he have any? Is it the best friends? He, yeah, he, he yeah. yeah, he and yeah. Kip, he and Kip are are friends, and they're under the video games and all the so, stuff. And so then he, and, and Trent and Chuck are are dude, feuding with him. And he's going to be heel going forward. Seems so. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. You don't really know. Yeah, right. You don't like that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. You think so, because the best friends come off his faces. But like, right in the in the storyline, Miro and Kip are minding their own business, and their so poor video game just got wrong. shattered. Yes. Yeah. So listen, there's an arcade game, Sam, in the middle of the arena that Kip and his girlfriend were playing during a wrestling match. So they're playing their video game, and during the match, it just so happens that best friends were in a tag team match, which is a different tag team, and. One of their heads got thrown into the arcade game, and the back of it broke. Oh my god! And then, so uh, Mer- whatever his name is, Miro uh, Rusev comes out all bent out of shape and pissed off about it, and that is the uh, catalyst of their storyline. It's related matchup between the two tag teams. It is relatable. So don't you don't you speak ill? It's relatable. Everybody I don't know video- an arcade style everyone, game. No, everyone plays in, video no, games. Think about Brother, how pissed. I'm talking about a 1980s <laughs> arcade is what I'm talking about. Like okay. Big school, old school ones oh that was gosh. in the middle of the arena. I missed it. I missed it last week. Dude, it's up there with uh, um, Mom again. and the minivan. Yeah, there you go. Uh, well, and we got, uh, Sam, we got a lot of, Matt, myself, and I think Raj last Wednesday, we got a lot of shit from people because, like we said, like, we understand, like, gaming's a thing. People make money off gaming, but there's I still a stereo. Them. We all do. Right. But there's still like the stereotype of like gaming, not tough. You're a nerd, and it's just it was just a weird, I don't know, a weird separation that that this whole thing. I don't know. No, it's not that you're not tough because you play games. It's because that would not make you angry to go punch someone in the face and start a wrestling angle because their head went through the damn arcade game. Depends on how many quarters he put in. That's it. all. <laughs> <laughs> At the top of the yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, an hour and five minutes in. I think we've done our due diligence with tonight's AEW and NXT. Uh, any final thoughts? Sam, put yourself over in New Jersey this weekend. Come see it. Come see it this Saturday in Camden, New Jersey. It's on my social media, at Real Sam Adonis. Uh, you'll see the flyer. Myself against Psycho Clown from AAA. And for those of you that don't know him, like I said, he would be Mexico's equivalent of John Cena, the number one babyface star in all of mexico so it'll be a big night looking forward to being there and uh i'm sure it'll get pretty hot matt yeah nothing to plug he's at bp man morgan we'll plug that they know all that right. already don't write me there either by the way <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to hear from you 
<laughs> All right. Follow me at Justin Labar. I think I'm doing the Wink Daily tomorrow. I'll be on SiriusXM Friday morning. Uh, yeah, follow me. I'll, I'll whore out my links there. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for the Super Chats. Hit the likes. Leave a comment. Uh, Raj Geary appreciates it. Uh, I think this podcast will be back Friday night after SmackDown. I will not be here. Matt probably will. I will. Uh, so until next Wednesday, thank you guys. And thanks to everybody for staying up with us. Hope you had fun. Be safe. Be good. Good night. Later. Bye, guys. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.